Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Mad Men recap. My name is Paul, and as always, I'm coming to you high atop the Brooklyn, studi- the Brooklyn Studios here in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, we are joined, as always, every single time by our faithful co-host, Dr. John in Cincinnati, Ohio. How are you, Doctor? I'm great. Thanks for starting the show off with the sexy voice. I'm trying. Uh, people have been annoyed by the by the nasaliness. The nasaliness? I don't know. You can't fight it. Well, everybody, uh, the special guest is here tonight, uh, always and forever. Kate, how are you? I'm great. How are you guys? <laughs> are, you do- are you doing your special voice? Maybe. Oh, stop it. <laughs> you're going to do that. You're going to have to do it closer to the mic. Everyone, I'll tell you what. Uh, the, the reason I was doing um, the introduction a little bit slower this time is because I've got to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest with all of you for a change. I'm a little bit sad. Why? I'll tell you why, John. Because uh, we're at the second to last episode. And this is going to put us out of a job. <laughs> at, le- at least for a year. Uh, or I should say a hobby job. Uh, for at least a year. Folks, this is it. We're running out of time. We got one episode left. And I'll tell you what. I'm going to miss you all the most. What are you talking about? First of all, we got to do this one. Then the next one. And I think we owe the listeners like eight or nine more. No, not so. eight or nine. Yes, my friend. You are drunk on your own power again, John. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, this is episode 12. That's right. There's only 13 episodes in a season. I want this job, man. I know it. Uh, Blowing Smoke is the name of the episode. And John? Yeah? For a change, I learned three things. That's normal. can Can I tell them to you? Please. Number one. Apparently... Smack is a full-time job. That's right, people. Heroin does not give you days off. Although you do produce some of your best work whilst on it. Whilst on the heroin? <laughs> what, is, what does heroin feel like to do, John? Uh, just in general? Yeah, just, you know. <laughs> uh, you, you, get, you get very excitable. Oh, wait, so you're not speaking from experience? No. Well, then I don't, need, I don't need that. All right. Uh, number two, nobody likes backwash. Even Sally Draper, John. Oh. Uh, and, and just as a doctor, is this also true? That nobody likes backwash? No one likes backwash? Except for the people on the heroin. And maybe the French. Yeah. Number three. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes even Don can go for some shenanigans. And this is true because uh, uh, he's, been, he's, he's, been, he's been known to say in the past that he does, not, he does not go for such shenanigans. I, on the other hand, I love shenanigans. It's my favorite restaurant. Oh, come on. Is that another restaurant? I thought your favorite restaurant was Hands. <laughs> what? I think you're confusing the two. I'm confusing something. John, let's take yep. it slow because we've, we've only got two left. But could, 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 you, could you ease me into this episode? Absolutely. I, we, oh. Everybody gets eased in. I'm sorry. Uh, I want to yes. give credit where credit's due. I don't even make up these three things anymore. We have wonderful, beautiful, amazing people to do this for us. And um, these three things come from, um, that's right, the Mank. Mrs. Tilton Katz. Thank you. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you. Uh, but no, this we ease into this episode. We're at the restaurant. We got Don looking dapper in his gray suit and uh, pretty much on his knees. He's got a meeting with the guy from Heinz, but not the guy from Heinz. This is the guy behind, behind the guy, guy from Heinz. <laughs> <laughs> this is, uh, this, this is uh, beans, vinegar, and sauces uh, as opposed to the ketchup division. And, and really, let's be honest. I mean, we since we live in the future, uh, ketchup is where it's at, John. 
Yeah, I don't know what this the cyclical thing he was talking about made me crack up. Yeah, I uh, think I think he was drunk on his own power. Absolutely, but uh, you is know, there, he, is there really ever a time for beans? Well, there's well, always time for beans. <laughs> But apparently they have to fight their own humor. They do, which I disagree <laughs> with, John. Embrace embrace the tooting. But see, they humor are the works musical for, fruit. Humor works for pickles because they're funny. I don't know. I didn't know. Are pickles funny? I've, I, never, I've never heard a good pickle joke. <laughs> but the, the, the essence of the meeting is that he likes what he hears, he'd like the business, and he'd like to see the company in place in six months. Mm. And uh, and Don's like, dude, come on, we, we we need the business, we need it, and he's like, look, I I can't afford, I don't blame this guy, like I can't afford to move my business twice in a year, yeah. So so he's like, look, you you hang around, uh, I'm gonna get stuff rolling on my end, and we'll we'll do this in a few months. Well, so, this is this is the song and dance that everyone's given, uh, Stone Chupacabra Price. Well, this is this is new business. I mean, you know, Don's hearing stuff from other you know current clients that are concerned, but this yeah. is new business, and uh, so it's got to be increasingly frustrating for Don. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. But, uh, we, uh, we then uh, jump to the Draper household, John. I'm, I'm sorry, the Francis... Ha- oh, so so hard for me to say. I'm still, I'm still working through this myself. The Francis household um, were a little Sally Francis Draper, um, I believe, uh, is, is asking uh, Betty Monster why they never eat with Henry Francis. But, but before we get to that, I really thought when I the guess. scene started, it was going to be the end of Warlock Gene. Oh, oh, because he was banging up. But see... The, no, no, is... no. The hot dog. No. What? The hot dog. Tell me. That, you know, he's at that age where you're starting to give him a little bit bigger food. Uh-huh. I thought I thought Betty Monster would show... Hot dog? Yeah, he was going to give him, like, too big of a piece, and there goes Gene. John, this is not Field of Dreams. Maybe that's where I saw that. That is a 1% joke. <laughs> it's a 1%, that is actually 0.5%. Uh, Baby Gene is pounding with his silverware on his, uh, on his high chair tray. And uh, Betty Monster doesn't seem to care because the warlock can do no wrong, John. Well, no, she does make the point. You take it away, he starts screaming. So which would you rather deal with? Fair enough. The screaming. Can I just make an observation? Please has, do. has Bobby really caught up in the whole growth um, spurt thing like him and Sally are almost like the same age at this point it's weird uh, but uh, well this is the sixth Bobby they're fine they're having a hard time <laughs> but still you know you think he'd be a little bit more I don't know you think he'd be bigger well he's he's the younger of the two no he is he's bigger than I think he should be oh really yeah well you, you can't control how they grow mm. you really can't except for the warlock who he controls, he controls it himself <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah Sally so there's some interest in dining with um, Henry, as she calls him, I guess the the daddy thing never took off. Well, and uh, well, I mean, no, well, it, that's odd. You know, that's I think that's how it goes. I don't know. know. I've been I haven't been uh, in a in a divorced situation, so I don't mm-hmm. know what I would I would call it the guy mommy sleeping with. That's how you refer to it. That's how I would refer to it. Or the it. guy in mommy's bed. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, moving, <laughs> moving on. Moving on. Uh, we, uh, we flash back to Sterling Cooper, Jeffrey Price, and uh, we're having a meeting. Now, if, if I'm not mistaken, this is uh, D- uh, Dr. Faye's boss, right? Correct. This is Dr. Jeff Atherton. And he's giving some uh, advice um, to, to our friends here at Sterling Cooper, Jeffrey Price, um, saying that, you know what? You know what you guys do best? You guys do tobacco best. So what you need to go out and do is tobacco business 
you should be trying to get in with everybody. Well, he actually says that he has a meeting. He does. With Philip Morris, who is still today a bigwig. They are still in Tobacco Town, indeed. And, uh, I mean, I think everybody agrees. This, he, 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 he did make a good point. You have a specialty. It's in tobacco. You should, you should pursue what you know. Uh, but I think that's the only reason he's saying that is because that's where all their money just went. You know, I mean, part of the reason they had the job is because of the longevity. You know, they made this deal 25 years ago. It was a handshake thing. They've always done good work for each other. And it's gone. But I don't know that that means that's where you have to go for your business. No, you don't have to, but you have the expertise in that is what I'm saying. You have 25 years of experience in that. You have the expertise. But they have expertise in advertising. I mean, you're just good at it. Yeah, but I mean, even when you go back to think to those early, early episodes when Don came up with the, uh, the uh, toasted uh, stuff for Lucky Strike, that, that is a huge, iconic uh, campaign. I mean, you have the experience in working in tobacco, which is a tricky industry because there's a tremendous amount of uh, laws and stipulations that they all know already. So they, Phil Morris doesn't have to go to a firm who has to learn all that. Well, it doesn't sound like Dr. Atherton's really telling them anything they don't know. Fair enough, John. But he does set up the meeting, and then we get we get into this quick little back and forth where we have couples just kind of complaining. Couples complain. Oh, right, right. So Pete's Pete's in with Price, uh, Roger and Bert, yeah. Ken and Ken and our buddy Crane. Crane, who becomes more and more useless. I'm actually liking Ken more than Crane at this point. Uh, yeah, I think Ken's always been at the top of my list. Crane is Crane is his office is an anomaly, is it not? It's yeah. Every time, every time I get a, a sneak peek of it, uh, was there a cannon on his? It desk? frightens me a yes. little more. There was a but, cannon on his desk. But he yeah. is now missing an Afghan. He is missing that <laughs> beautiful Afghan. My God, that is the worst office. I mean, it, yeah, it, there is a cannon. Yeah, no, right. right there. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. It's extra stupid. I mean, but I, this this kind of uh, uh, spitfire of scenes is just everybody's everybody's worried. Everybody's upset. Absolutely. Um, they just lost half their business. Right. And things aren't going well. It's but not like next- you lose half your business and, you know, your other clients don't freak out. Everybody's freaking out. Sure. Sure. It's a bad time. It's a real bad time, John. But the, the next scene is just a, a great shot. I was thinking the same thing. Because you have you have Don and Doctor Fay, and but there's a little someone between them. That's a Megan. Yeah, that's. that's you a know Megan. what those three things make, John? Uh, is that a cocktail? Wrong. If you connect okay. those dots, that's a triangle. Okay. And it maybe looks, that could be a love triangle. See, you're much better with spatial relations. It's just a straight line <laughs> on my screen. I am. Well, you got to remember, John. Uh, yeah. See, I see. I see a Megan sandwich. There. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I think I think there's uh you know it's 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 kind of funny because if you check our Facebook stats, almost half of our listeners are men. So I think it's safe to say that uh, half of our listeners uh, would like to think that as well. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but Dr. Faye was like, look, the Heinz guy really liked you, uh, and Don's like, ah, yeah, well we'll see, and, and you know really kind of pushing for this tobacco thing. This is where it's going to be at. This is a big deal. Um, and they stare a little moment, and they really they keep Megan between them the whole time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I believe uh, you would have you would have have to you would have had to have been blind in one eye to kind of miss that glaring. Uh, uh, yeah, that was obvious. Sim- symbolism. Yeah. Yeah. 
Avi indeed. John, the next scene uh, will probably go down. Um, as, wait, 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 wait. Oh, but, come on. No, I just, I just want to clarify. Are you saying that uh, somebody with one eye would miss that? I'm saying, John, um, that... I, I'm saying people with, with no eyes... Would have missed that. <laughs> would have missed that. And I'm saying, if we're going to spend this entire episode splitting hairs, John, yeah. I'm out. You just said you wanted I'm to out. take I'll it walk slow. Away. I'll walk away you... with one left. Next scene. <laughs> Uh, it, it turns out um, that our, um, our good friend, and probably I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and call it creepiest character of the series, Glenn, plays football. See, I didn't think so. I, I really thought this was just a way to like impress the Sally. Where did he get this uniform then? <laughs> <laughs> they sell that kind of stuff. No one. Oh, okay. So, so now Glenn, at at age, what what are we gonna call him? Twelve. Yeah, has the, there. has the foresight to go out and ba- buy a fake football uniform, run around and get it dirty, just to impress Sally Draper Francis. Well, I'm just saying it would have been tough to actually play the football with those cigarettes in his pocket. I don't know. John, you've taken yeah. this too far. All right. Either way, they, uh, oddly enough, have struck up kind of a, uh, a, pretty, uh, a, pretty, a pretty nice friendship. Yeah, just hanging out. It's not weird. A little bit. Well, I mean, it could get weirder. Well, it's not weird, uh, like, yeah. you know, when you're 12 and some other dude is 12 and you don't really, you know, you're not, you're not to the point where, like, there's the girl guy thing, you know, like, they don't realize that they so much like each other yet. Oh, It's are that they just, weird, like, limbo kind of thing. Are they just two people pretending that they're human beings for this moment? <laughs> Thank Shut you, Chubby. I don't know. <laughs> So what happens here, Jack? Uh, so really, not a lot. They they just have a little talk. Uh, uh, Glenn reveals that you know maybe Betty doesn't like the kids so much, and and Sally actually sticks up for her mom. It's like, nah, that's not true. Um, you know, they're, they're just hanging out, nothing too creepy. But we jump from here to an amazing scene. We see someone we have not seen in how long? Oh my God! This came this came straight out of left field. Like a, like a hammer. Midge. <laughs> Midge is in the lobby of Don's office, John. And I've got to say this. I think we all know what happened here, so let's not beat around the bush. But i got to say, when, they, um, when, when the first shot we see of her, I thought to myself, she's not looking so good. Right. She's looking a little no. sloppy. No, she's looking, uh, yeah. It was either drugs or cancer. Uh, okay. I mean, like that bad. It, it really is. She looks that bad. She doesn't look good at all. No, 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 no. She looks, she looks kind of disheveled and 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 very thin, but and not in a good way. Uh, she tells Don that, uh, hey, uh, I was just up, um, you know, trying to sell some work for uh, a job, and uh, you just ha- I just happened to run into you. Coincidence. And if people don't remember Midge from the very first season, she act like the, the uh, episode one. We see her making. Uh, uh, making uh, Hallmark ty- type of greeting, uh, greeting cards. cards. Yeah. So she is, she is in fact an artist. Yes. And, uh, and and so she actually offers her services to his business for freelance. He's like, can't help now. And uh, you know she kind of cons him into giving her a ride uh, down to her place after after he says, uh, yeah, I live in the village. Uh, because so. she she does too as well, right? Uh, well, we know she did. I'm she not real sure. To. Well, she she's to. she's obviously moved. Because her first apartment was massive and wonderful. 
Yeah, no kidding. But she said that, I mean, it can't be that far, because when they do get to her place, they said that, you know, Don can just walk across the park to yeah. get to his, his place, so. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, it's funny, uh, just, just, just to tie in um, our listeners, uh, we actually, I believe on the Facebooks, had a listener ask who Midge was. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah, it was, and I got to say, everybody, thanks for holding back and not hurting her over the Intertron, because I know how... Um, I know how intense we all get. It's you been know? a while. I mean, it has been a little it's while. It's been a while. It does. It do, it does take you in the way back. Machine. She should have just gone to Paris with him when he offered. That's, That's what, what I'm, I'm saying. saying. That is what I'm saying. I don't know. She wound up with Harry. The heroin what? addict. The dude, yeah. Oh, he's gross. He's as about as gross as you can get, yeah. John. But that's not the next scene, and I don't skip ahead because that's not what I do. Okay. It's your show. It's our it's our show. Although I, <laughs> although I am, as you say, a bit of a diva, uh, not appreciated. Um, Speaking of divas, <laughs> indeed. Uh, the next scene takes us to uh, Sally Draper and her um, and her therapist. Yeah, the good Doctor Edna. The good Doctor Edna is very very proud of little Sally Draper. I mean, like we all are, John. So do you like Edna? I like I love Edna. her, man. She's creepy, okay. but in a good way. Yeah, exactly. Yes. She knows something. Like she's got that way about her that she knows something, but she's just not gonna. Wait, something. Well, yeah. but cle- help, well clearly help, help it's not out. the cards that Sally's holding. She's terrible no. at goldfish. Are, are you saying that she's not letting Sally win? Oh, good point. Thank you, John. Make her feel good. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. You are a doctor. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I love. I love when you give me a pity laugh. I'm sure our listeners have noticed this by now. Somebody has to. Okay, thank you. Uh, uh, well, anyway, uh, the the good doctor uh, tells uh, really gives some some good, probably very needed positive reinforcement to uh, little Sally Draper and tells her that she's been doing much better. That you know she hasn't been getting angry at her mother and she's doing a good job of controlling her, uh, her anger. Um, yeah, which was just a very sweet scene. Absolutely, and, and it seems like Sally's really grown up in the past three weeks. You know, just behavior. Indeed, indeed. John, in, 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 in the next scene, uh, I had a personal question answered. I've always wondered what a heroin den looks like in the 60s. Well, we find out. A lot, uh, a lot like Don's place. Uh, come on. Don's place no. is not so bad. I don't understand what everyone's... Uh, anyway. No, you're right. It's just very dark in here. You can see, like, the, the fridge is starting to rust away a little bit. Um, uh, what's his name? Harry just looks like a complete... Uh, give us give us a name for Harry. Okay, I, he looks like a heroin addict. All right. Heroin Harry. <laughs> heroin Harry. We got heroin Harry here. He is creepy, man. Heroin Harry looks like he would molest someone. Did, did Mitch say that she married this man? Is that mm-hmm. hear they that did right? say they they did say that she's married this guy oh, no. and, and and but just for 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 what reasons? She said because of the bread. Because I don't know. Do they get, do you do people give you money when you get married? Maybe not as far as I know. Do they just give you heroin? They give you heroin. <laughs> they right. do. They do give you a lot of heroin. Uh, but it's usually in the form of poppy plants, and you've got to do the leg work. Oh well, I mean, you know, they give you something to do for a couple weeks. Um, during so, the, you mean during so, the off season of Mad Men? <laughs> That's true. Everybody send us the pictures of your updates. Um, but we, well, we find out the real visit uh, pur- purpose was not to get uh, 
a ride from Midge, but to try and get some money off Don. Or not even to come over for dinner, John. It was purely a ploy. And, uh, and heroin the heroin addict, Harry the heroin addict, uh, is not too good at uh, keeping a secret. Probably because he's tripping balls <laughs> <laughs> as he's talking to Don. But yeah, he let he lets uh, Don know that you know it was not an accident. There was no job in the in the building. Midge just tracked him down. Yeah, uh, he really spills the beans on that. Um, it's uh, it's 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 altogether uh, uncomfortable and embarrassing when when we as the viewer finds that out. Well, he he try he tries once to backtrack just terribly. It was awful, and then uh, then he claims that he is a master chef, and will whip up some cordon bleu for the three of them. Did he kind of, did he, did he, what would you say, guffaw a little? Guffaw. I, At the $10? Yes. That, uh, th- this is what I didn't understand. It was $10 a lot or not a lot? $10 was not a lot. Yeah, I get the feeling it wasn't a lot. He was expecting Don to, I mean, clearly they had discussed this, and the whole reason of getting Don over was to suck money out of him. Okay. And so when he asked for some money, which he already planned to do, asked for money to go get food, he was thinking, okay, He's going to give me, oh, okay, yeah, here, buy a bunch of stuff. Um, you mean, like, in the neighborhood of 100 or 50? Like, probably I have 50. no idea what 60s money was worth. Yeah, I don't, I, well, I got to say. I don't think he was happy with the $10. I don't think so either. He was expecting, he was hoping for more. Yeah. And then it just gets sad because Midge comes out. She's like, he's completely an idiot. And then uh, tries to get Don to buy one of her paintings. And Don's listen, like, Don's like, I mean, this is really where it comes out that she's on heroin. She tells Don it's it's great, and she can't stop. But, I mean, she certainly does have that pained look in her face of, you know, I know this is going to kill me. Yeah, she's in a bad place. Yeah, and she, not just physically. No, no, no. Yeah, she's she's not. she's she is, She's an addict at this point. I mean, it's not like she's just experimenting. And um, so Don writes a begrudgingly, you know, I think it's one of those things like, you you wish you could just help people in that situation, but you just can't. It's just not possible. And so Don just you know, the only help he can provide is some money. Um, even though he knows the cash is going straight into uh, straight into a needle, uh, and he writes her a check for three hundred dollars, and she's like, "What am I going to do with a check?" And that's when you know things are really yeah. rock bottom for Midge. So it gives her 150 bucks, and uh, I mean, Midge, Midge has already tried to literally sleep with him like two or three times in this, this short visit. And didn't he say didn't, for money? Didn't didn't heroin? Heroin Harry? Yes, Harry? heroin Harry. Even offer her up? Pretty yes, much. Pretty much. It is, man. Yeah. I mean, this episode is already not on a high point, uh, but this kind of uh, this kind of cements the sadness. That uh, was to be the entire episode. What did you think of the painting? I thought it was cool. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool, actually. It's pretty good. Um, so, yeah, Don gives her the money and heads out, and we find ourselves uh, back uh, back with the therapist, John. Uh, but this time, the child that she's talking to is uh, Betty Monster. And it's just funny because the, the conversations are completely reversed. You know, in the Sally conversation... She's just kind of talking to her, mm-hmm. you know, whereas this is actually a therapy session because mm-hmm. it, it starts out with Betty going on about a, an incident unrelated to Sally and how it made her feel. 
And uh, it's just, it's, I understand she had such that bad experience with the guy that, you know, was sneaking the reports to Don, and, and I'm sure that was a terrible thing to find out. But, it's uh, true. You know, she really needs to have her own person to talk to. And uh, she just really stiffens, you know, she bristles at that uh, suggestion. Oh, no, she needs to stay with the child therapist because, like, in her mind, she's getting the therapy she needs, but yet she doesn't have to tell herself that she's going to a therapist. You know I, I, I mean? don't even, she doesn't even think it that far through. I think, no, I, I think she does. In her mind, she's just going to talk about Sally's, you know, therapy problems. But right. in reality, I think deep down she knows that she's able to, to, get, to, to talk to this woman. I love the painting behind her, behind Edna. I know, the bunnies. The, the bears and the bunnies having tea. Yeah. Yes, the tea. Yeah. Well. Because it, it, it really cemented it when she's like, I'm a child psychiatrist. <laughs> like, check out the picture. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> seriously, lady. You're freaking me out. So uh, then we head back to, uh, to the office. And... Uh, I mean, it's really clear that Don is Don is in a, a panic state now. No, no, he's not panicked. I think he's I think he's in a bit of a panic state at work all the time now. Oh, I thought he was just getting himself ready with the like the little word recitations and. No, type no, no, of thing. no! He never did that kind of thing before. He never did that kind of thing before. I just thought we didn't see that as the audience. You no, know, we no, always I, saw him this, in the meeting. This is clearly this is clearly a uh, a kind of. I mean, this is the guy that comes up with stuff when he's in the meeting. Yeah. Like, he comes up with his golden idea when he's talking yep. to... But that's not usually the plan. I mean, he usually well, goes in with stuff. But, and I this mean, was, he's and this never was just been... a meeting. Like, they wouldn't be coming up with anything anyways. This is just a meeting. This is just talking with, you know, trying to impress these people if they, you know, were to show up. Every account at this point now... John, John, of course he's nervous. This is, this is like the last grab... At a, a, a big client that he hasn't had anything since, I mean, since half their business left. This is about as nervous as you can possibly be. I think if you listen to the tapes, you've said Don does not get nervous. I have until now. Okay. Okay. I would like to just predict right now that listeners will write in agreeing with not only me but Kate as well. I mean, he's had his identity <laughs> compromised. He's had he his ha- business has. almost pulled out from under him. Yeah. Several times. Uh huh. I mean, he slept with Megan. There you go. That'll kind of put the, you know, a little you know, worry he's on. He's gonna be it. feeling even worse at the end of this episode when he learns that his whole New York Times thing thing cost Faye her job. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa! Let's I'm not jump saying. ahead because you're jumping I'm ahead. Saying. I'm just jumping ahead. This is John. I show. jump ahead. That's this is John's show. That's what I do. Okay. Well, but anyways, we we this is a uh, you know what I really liked about this quick little scene was uh, Peggy comes in, he he asks her something about you know what's what are they gonna think. And, uh, you know, the difference between, like, right now and the, the start of the, the series, uh, just her, her confidence, how self-assured she is, uh, it's remarkable. Yeah, well, I mean, he's put a lot of, he, he's given her a lot of reasons to feel that way. He's put a lot of uh, responsibility and faith in her hands, and it's, it's nice to see. Uh, but, but anyway, so we, the, he goes out with everybody, mm-hmm. um, and we see Atherton come out of the elevator all alone. Empty-handed, John. The second time that I can remember that the entire crew has been wildly disappointed. Uh, the other one was the, was it American Airlines? Oh, um, right. That was a bad one. That was a bad one. And this, this felt equally, actually worse because there was so much riding on it. Exactly. Um, and, 
and and the punk is like, oh, there's no reason to be discouraged. The punk. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yes, that was just a terrible thing to say. Mm. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Uh, and 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 Roger calls him out on it. Roger literally calls him an asshole, which was awesome. <laughs> um, you know, and so all of them storm in the office. I love how how Bert just kicks Crane out. I know that was my favorite. Yeah, that was pretty funny. What does Crane think he's doing in there? I don't know. I don't know why he was in the. Uh, I guess because he's the TV guy. He was in the uh, in the big meeting, but uh, they they kick him out, and uh, they're talking about what are their you know what are their options. I like how people start putting their ears to the wall. You know, yeah, everybody, well, everybody's in a panic state. What's going to happen? Well, in this case, the you know everybody in the office knew that uh, they were supposed to take this meeting. And then uh, they all come right back, they all storm right back in and into uh, Price's office. You would be putting your ear on that wall as well because your job is probably um, on the bubble, as they say, John. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, well, it turns out uh, that Lane Price had been to the bank, and uh, lo and behold, to extend their loan, uh, the uh, the head partners are going to have to put in a hundred grand. Which uh, is a buttload of money, and then uh, Pete, is it Pete and Price or yes. Pete? It's yes, Pete yes. And Price. Yes. Uh, they have to put in fifty, which is still so, a buttload of money. So they have. I wonder how much they're getting if they have to put up four hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. Like what is? How much are they getting from the bank? That is a lot of collateral. Well, it's extending. It's extending their their the line of credit. I yeah. guess right. I mean, you got, you've got to think just to rent that office is a buttload oh, of money. that's true. I mean, just the overhead is insane. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's true. I like how um, I like how Pete has a little bit of a plan, though. He's like, look, it's, you know, it's late summer. If we can just get through the next, you know, three months, mm-hmm. we have, you know, Vic Chemical is going to carry us a lot during the cold and flu season. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, the ham business is going to pick up at the holidays. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we just got to get through the next couple months. Uh, and meanwhile, Roger's being completely useless. He's like, let's go after the big boys. How are you going to do that? Yeah, exactly. You, you've got to get The big boys don't want any, any of your business right now. No, nope, The, small, right the now. small boys don't want any business right now. Nobody. Nobody wants any. Not even, not even Glenn <laughs> wants any business. I don't know. No, Glenn, no. Glenn is in a sharing mood, though. He is in a sharing mode. He's uh, in his next scene. He's finishing up his, uh, his, his Coca-Cola, if you will. And he does offer Sally the backwash, John. I, you know, I have to, I have to ask if anybody has ever, if this was a thing, what, did we miss? Was this like a '60s, '70s thing where this was a thing? No, I think if you're just kind of uh, a, a young douchebag, uh, you, oh, okay. you would say things like this. Is it this along the lines of, "Can I have some of your hair?" Exactly. <laughs> we we have known you. Glenn to say the creepiest things. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and yes, people, before you write in, John and I are well aware that he is uh, uh, the creator, the creator's son, which seems altogether strange. <laughs> like, why would you give your son the creepiest role uh, in you, the series? It doesn't matter who you are. You give it to the qualified person. Okay, John. Okay. Yes, this is true. Um, he does offer some backwash and uh, <laughs> uh, pull, uh, Sally politely declines. And then blows his mind with the Land of Lakes thing. That was that was a pretty insightful little uh, that was. little thing. Yeah. And how did that come about? I did, it seems like a strange. So she was talking about her dreams and how she felt like she was flying, mm-hmm. and uh, and and like she was going to heaven, but she doesn't believe in heaven. 
And Glenn says, what, what, what which, do you do? Which, what happens? Oh, oh, let's just say, it's a huge statement for a child of that age. All right. Don't, don't, don't you think? That's what, I mean, I think that's the age you start talking about that stuff. I, I, I say you're probably hard-pressed hard to find a kid who straight out will say, don't believe in heaven. Well, yeah, maybe. You know? Um, but but yeah. that's what she says, and he's like, well, what happens? Nothing? She's like, ah, it doesn't really bother me, except that when you're dead, it's for forever. And that's how she gets into the Land of Lakes thing, because the whole forever thing, that's what mm. upsets her. So can we say right now that many of us are probably wrong about Sally Draper's future? In, 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 in what regard? Well, I'll, in every regard. Uh, I feel like we've had a lot of listeners, and even uh, the three of us here on the show have remarked that um, with uh, Sally's uh, maybe uh, uh, rough childhood, um, that she would turn to drugs, alcohol, and maybe uh, uh, be uh, a loose lady. If, if you will. She's oh, no, gonna... I, I think we're still right about that. I, mean, I, think, I think we may oh, be wrong, John. She's obviously, no. she's she... obviously has Don's intelligence. She's going to be, what, 17 years old in 1969. Is there any way that she's not on the drugs? Uh, there's probably a way, yes. All right. Moving on. <laughs> so, yeah, the whole Lando Lakes thing was pretty amazing, and uh, I think Glenn uh, is just mentally incapable of handling it. And she, you know, and again, this is where we're seeing that this is just a friendship. You know, there's nothing. They're not. They're not. You know, experimenting with each other and, and making out or anything like that. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Um, you know, he offered the cigarettes, but they're not doing the drugs. It's just they're just hanging out, which is what makes the whole intervention later on a little upsetting. But before we get to that, back to the office. Yes. Uh, Don and uh, uh, Pete. Uh, Pete comes in to tell Don some even more bad news that uh, they were used specifically by Philip Morris so that they could. Um, kind of uh, bargain with a different ad agency mm-hmm. um, and that uh, everybody's laughing at how they didn't get a meeting and Don's like okay that's enough what what really what and and Pete just kind of is a, a little groveling at this point he's like, I don't I don't have the money I can't oh, do 50 the, grand yeah yeah and, uh, and and Don has no no great answer he's like just get me in rooms let me talk to people you know that's all I can do yeah, um, yeah. and so uh, you know Pete, Pete goes out uh, Peggers comes in. She kind of wa- wants to know, you know, what to do, what do we do, and uh, you know, she even suggests, why don't we change the name? Which I think is going to have to happen, right? Uh, well, yes, with uh, with with, with what, Cooper with, out. yeah, with with uh, with what happens uh, at the end of the episode, which I thought was hilarious. Um, <laughs> Get my shoes. Cooper up and quitting <laughs> was. Um, Amazing! I'm gonna miss that guy, though. I'll tell you what, he's a he's a good character. Do you think this whole little conversation they had between Peggy and Don sparked Don's kind of oh yeah whole thing for that New York Times? Yeah, I think completely totally did right because Peggy was completely right. Like their their back is up against a wall, and they've got to do something big and quick now. Change the conversation. They've got exactly. They've got to change the conversation because right now they're in a tailspin. Yeah, I think I, I thought you weren't jumping ahead. Uh, it's uh it's my show jump. <laughs> and that was my fault. Sorry. And that no. was completely Kate's fault. Uh, no, but Peg, Peggy makes a great point in this that they do just need to change the conversation. So it's pretty amazing. Uh, our next scene seems sees Pete uh, coming home to Trudy who um, has mistaken a phone call from the bank as being a gift for her, um, thus moving into a larger home. 
I had to say, didn't you think that after five years they would have gotten rid of those giraffes? First of all, those giraffes are effing awesome. Yeah, they so, are effing so awesome. No, so no. <laughs> you they, like them. They have a badass apartment. I, you know what? If they're moving out, could we move? Could, could Kate and I move in? I mean, I like everything they have. I, I know. Their shelves. Everything. It's great. Every, their furniture is awesome. We will literally take Pete's apartment furnished straight up. For most of the stuff we have, <laughs> uh, Pete uh, Pete has to let Trudy know that uh, the company's in some real trouble, and he has to put up fifty grand. And Trudy is none too happy about having a false surprise, and says and forbades Pete from uh, from from doing this. Get it? You know, she's, she tells him she has to get he has to get off this sinking ship, and don't even think about asking my dad. For any Monet, I don't know about me. It kind of felt like this rant was a little, uh, a little forced. Like maybe not the best delivered. It just, it really felt like she was kind of reading off the script here. Oh, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't like the the stateroom on the Titanic, and you know when you lose big, you don't double down. I mean, it just. Uh, I, I mean, was I was uh, I was not swayed. I I'll pose it in two two ways. Yes. Uh, no, uh, number one, let's just say. Uh, she's certainly Pete's been telling her what's going on, so she's had a lot of time to think about um, the firm falling apart, and her dad wants him to go somewhere else because now they have a kid and blah blah blah. So it does make sense that she's been thinking about this and may have those type of things pop, uh, rolling around her little head. Oh, okay. But number two, on the other hand, you can think, you know, she's she has a newborn, uh, she has this baby that she's been wanting. The last thing she's probably thinking about or caring about is uh, what's happened at work with Pete. So uh, I think it could really go either way. But I, I, I don't I don't doubt that if you know you've been thinking about um, this situation that you could come up with um, analogies like that. I see, and I just I mean I, I can I, I can see how it would be completely stunning when all they have in the bank is twenty two and he needs fifty. I mean, you know that's that's really upsetting. I think I can say uh, safely say that most people that live in New York right now don't have twenty two in the bank. No. Yeah. yeah. Especially <laughs> back then, when you know. Back, th- back money, then, money was was hard. Twenty two was a yeah. lot more back yeah. then, uh, and now. Uh, I mean, people, I think Bill New York don't save money. He can't. I mean, I think I think uh, he was saying that that he makes like uh, what was eight hundred dollars a month or a week. I mean, he actually gives his price. Uh, some time ago. Now I'm yeah, sure it's yeah. gone up with him as a partner, but exactly. still. Exactly. Yeah, we're not sure what he's making as a partner. I'm sure he's. He, I'm sure he was making a bit more. But right. He. Yeah. He's not making a tremendous amount of money as it is. We then. Uh, we then move on to uh, Don coming home. And uh, he picks up Midge's painting, to Number pretty four. much throw it out. Yes. <laughs> and uh, and uh, he uh, he stops at the door and he starts to look at it. And then he puts it up on the couch and really, really looks at it. And this is where John, I believe, he starts to get the uh, the manifesto for uh, for what he does next. Uh, and I think maybe it's just uh, maybe the painting is the symbolism of uh, creativity. That the only way to get out of this mess is to be creative about it. When I thought it was really interesting what uh, Harrow and Harry had said about it, you know, like. She paints what she sees when she closes her eyes. It's the after image. You know, like he has to see something that's not there, uh, which is 
what leads to this manifesto. Hmm. Heroin Harry is suddenly philosophical. Or maybe it's John. <laughs> well done, John. That's what we keep you on the show for. Uh, he opens up his journal that he's been writing in now for a few months, and he tears out everything. Um, which is a, maybe a symbol of a renaissance, um, a starting over, if you will. Oh, Phoenix. A, a rebirth. Um, indeed. Uh, he, uh, he then starts to write about um, smoking and tobacco, and it creates this manifesto about how Sterling Cooper is moving away from tobacco, and they will not even accept a tobacco job because it's wrong and it's lies and it's, and it's not where they want to be as a better firm. Um, now, little do we know as the viewer that he is uh, sending this to the New York Times to be printed in a full page ad. No, no. Um, but that, but that, is, that is what happens. I personally think, and as we'll see as the episode progresses here uh, in this next um, uh, 18 minutes that are left, um, the, uh, the partners are, are not, not so happy about this, but I think, it was, I think it was the only thing they could do. But I think uh, several people have commented on this, and I think it, it, is, it was very well done, was that the, uh, you know, Don sits to write the letter, and we mm -hmm. hear Don reading the letter. Mm -hmm. But as soon as as soon as we hear Don reading the le as soon as we hear how people think Don is writing the letter, so when it flashes to Henry reading the letter, his voice changes. It becomes not tired and not beaten, and it becomes forceful. Yeah, uh, and, and confident. very confident. Yeah, yeah. And uh, many people have really stated, you know, that was a that was a great move. That you know, you felt that as the uh, as the audience. Yeah, no, I, I just want to, I, I think it's, I mean, I think obviously it's going to be, it's going to be the, um, the, this, nu the nucleus of, uh, of how they, how they pull out of this. Did this feel like a little too Jerry Maguire for you though? Uh, a little bit. I yeah. Just you know, that, no, but... you know, I gotta say it, 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 no, I don't think so. I think right. it was, uh, I think it was unexpected. Um, at least for, for me, I didn't see, I didn't see it coming. Um, and I thought it was uh, it, it was something you can see an ad man doing because I, I mean obviously it's not like he was putting down his cigarettes it, it, it was it was half altruistic and half very much a, um, a publicity stunt I think it was more publicity stunt yeah okay just to get, get people's get, attention get, yeah get people talking about you 80-20 alright 80-20 this is really interesting. So he comes in. People are kind of looking at him. Uh, Stan finishes reading the article. They say hello. Megan, uh, Megan says, or he says, any calls? And Megan's like, yeah, a lot of, uh, a lot of news people, some private citizens. He's like, anybody else? And she's like, oh, some guy named Emerson Foote. I was like, I've heard that name before. Um, Emerson Foote was like the original Don Draper. Like, if people don't know, uh, go ahead and Wikipedia and look him up. It's fascinating. He, uh, he was a big-time guy with his own uh, firm named uh, Foot Cone and Belding. Uh, he got out of it for a while because he had big issues with big tobacco, even though he advertised for them. He oh, railed wow. against them. And uh, after getting out of it for a while, he wound up coming back as chairman and president of McCann Erickson. Oh, all right. And then ran into the same kind of conflict. So, I mean, really interesting. Um, wow. There's and, and a historical act. There's a history lesson for you. There's yeah. a quarter of a percent catch, John. Well done. Thank you. That was uh, that, That's a good one. That's a good one. 
Uh, but yeah, but this is where the uh, the, the partners uh, come into uh, Down's office and, and really rail against him. And probably the most embarrassing thing um, of the uh, episode happens where um, he gets a call from uh, what, what we uh, think to believe is Bobby Kennedy. Um, and the accent that you can hear over the phone um, is certainly a parody of Bobby, of the Kennedys. That's um, how they and, sound, man. And Kate, no, Kate and I were laughing at it, right? Uh, <laughs> but then uh, we're like, ah, that sounds fake and hilarious. And then who does it turn out to be but that damn Chaw? Chaw! Um, and, and this is where we really see that this isn't going to be one of those runaway, uh, toasted successes for Don. Not right away. No. This isn't going to be like, you know, so many times, you know, with like uh, the end of season one i believe with like the carousel and um the lucky strike toasted thing and uh so many others where he kind of he kind of pulls something out of nowhere and it and it is just just you know uh immediate success um this one is certainly not not going to be like that which has been kind of the theme of this whole season if you think back to like the jansen meeting where they're like nope and he's like all right get out yeah, and then the life serial thing where he'd completely fallen apart, you know, and he's rambling on about random stuff and uses Danny's line. I mean, this has kind of been this season. Well, you know, it's 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 really funny because it it almost has to be that way because it's a very different business. Um, before, uh, when it was Sterling Cooper, uh, you know, business was secure, and uh, Don's job was to be the creative director uh, or head of creative, and now uh, he is partner and you know part owner in this firm and his job has been extended uh he that doesn't had, mean he can't be successful no 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 but uh the success is um the success is uh uh how am i trying to say here it's harder just, to come by it's harder to come by because you, you're it's 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 a wider net now you know uh he's responsible for more it's not just going into this meeting and making something happen, it's it's making this business happen. I, I think Bert says it. Actually, Bert kind of says it in the first episode. Um, you know, uh, or maybe it was the second episode after Don had had. Um, no, it's the first one. Yeah, yeah. After Don had had his meeting with uh, the newspaper guy. Yeah, the newspaper guy, and and Bert says, you know, now you're responsible for the firm not just creative and i think it's it's been a reoccurring theme throughout this whole season and it's 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 more evident now than ever all right sorry how come it takes me like five minutes to explain something and it takes and it takes takes john literally like two words we got there thank you thank you but anyway everybody's upset i mean you know roger's letting him have it saying you know were you were you grinning that everybody's gonna have the taste of shit uh Pete's like, yeah. did you think we were going to pat you on the back? Bert gets upset that he didn't put everybody's name on it. Because yeah. now it looks like it's coming from one of the four or five. Um, well, which I think is kind of hypocritical. Because like I just said, like you know, he was telling Don to take charge of this stuff. Right. No, absolutely. And, but, and Don makes that point. He's like, look, you can back me up. Yeah. Um, and if you, if you think it's that wrong, you can, you can just deny it and say I'm the crazy guy. And, and I think that's where uh, uh, Bert is like, hey, you there, get my shoes. I'm done. Yeah, I was surprised. I mean, because what's Bert got to lose? He obviously has money in the bank. It's not like he does anything at this firm either. 
No, he he's got a farm. He's got a ranch out west. Uh, does he really? Yeah. Oh no kidding. Yeah. Uh, maybe he's just had enough. He's an old dude. He's just like you know what? I'm just gonna retire, and this is a great time to get out of this dump. Uh, it sounds like it, but it yeah. sounded like it was for real. I mean, he got his shoes. He didn't put them yeah. on. But and he got them. He said goodbye to uh, the creative staff. Yep. I'm Audi five thousand. I believe is what he said. No. Well, I think you're taking liberties, but yeah. <laughs> Uh, next thing we know, uh, Don is calling Peggy into his office and asking who she can live without. And she, did, she didn't know that was the question. She was a little on edge for a second. Yeah, she was a little worried it might have been her, but it's not. And uh, Don rattles off like ten people's names. Now, those all came from Lane. That wasn't Don's list. Oh, okay. But, yeah, it's not looking good. We're getting rid of quite a few. Now, I have to ask you, did the, was this guy Bill in any other episodes, or did they just bring him in to fire him? I think he was in the last episode, but, yes, he was just brought in to be fired. <laughs> okay. I, have, I don't remember ever seeing him before. Yeah. We, uh, we flip-flop back to uh, Betty Monster driving her car down the street, John. Yeah, of all the times that she would drive by there. Exactly. And she sees uh, uh, Sally... Uh, uh, kind of walking in uh, through some through some bushes, and uh, who is she going to meet? But uh, good old, good old creepy Glenn, and uh, she makes a huge deal out of it, <clears throat> like something um, untoward has been happening, and uh, kind of chases Glenn away, who is altogether out of shape for playing uh, football. <laughs> I gotta uh, say though, I'm surprised that he did not hang on to the cokes. He takes. <laughs> He takes, he takes like five quick steps and then like bends over, uh, breathing heavy. Yeah, grabs the knees. Grabs the knees. Oh, God. Oh, jeez. Uh, apparently, Glenn is a 50-year-old man in a uh, 12-year-old body. Well, he is smoking now. Well, fair enough. Fair enough. There you go, kids. Another reason not to smoke. You can't run away from other people's mothers. But this next scene I thought was fantastic. I mean, it was great. Okay. Be- because uh, you, have, you have the wide shot. You have the two people facing each other. And the way the conversation goes, uh, Sally is absolutely the adult. You know, she stays calm. She makes excellent points. She's right. And Betty is the one that is anxious, upset, emotional about the situation. And it's just completely reversed. Well, it seems like it's always that way. No, but I thought it was just uh, so so pointed out, you know, with the with that direct confrontation. Yeah, that's true. It's true. But let's let's be honest, though. I mean, let's just let's back up the truck here. I know we all hate Betty Monster and however you feel is your own business. But I mean, uh, do you want your daughter hanging out with Glenn? Exactly. No, she does know how creepy Glenn is. Right. With the bathroom thing and the hair thing. I forgot about the bathroom thing. Yeah. 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 He he will walk in on you. (laughs) Let me tell you right now. And you don't want to be hanging out with a guy like that. Let's just be let's be fair. Um, we then uh, go back to Sterling Cooper Draper Price, uh, or I should say Sterling Cooper uh, Sterling Draper Price. For now, Campbell. Campbell. <laughs> uh, and uh, we find out that uh, Doctor Fay has been pulled from uh, Sterling Cooper. Uh, now I, I think people may be confused because she hasn't been fired anyway. She is a uh, consultant, and uh, her consultancy has pulled out of Sterling Cooper. Because it's headed by Dr. Atherton. The exactly. Big guy. Yeah. Um, they deal with other tobacco brands, and it's one of those things like they can't afford to perhaps be, um, you know, uh, seen in this 
um, kind of uh, anti-tobacco light. Uh, because I mean, let's be honest, there has been there has been a lot of advertising uh, backlash on this. Uh, people are making fun of Sterling Cooper, Draper Price for 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 Don's uh, for Don's uh, letter. Yeah, but just like Ken says, even though they're doing that, they're not talking about Lucky Strike anymore. Exactly. No, it's a huge. It's a change of the conversation completely. I mean, it does exactly what they needed to do. Exactly. But, I mean, I, I think. Do you think Faye has like any kind of inkling about Don and Megan? I, you know, Faye's a smart lady, John. I'm not going to lie to you at all. Well, her last line about you but, know, yeah. tell, tell your girl to make a reservation. No, I think I think maybe Kate will be able to speak to this. Uh, uh, maybe uh, Faye has a little bit of an idea that uh, Megan's been sniffing. I think is what you call it. That's what I call it. Yeah, that's what sniffing. that's what Kate calls it. If somebody's <laughs> if somebody's getting around Kate's core group of guys, uh, <laughs> she calls it sniffing, John. <laughs> And I think Faye may think that there's some sniffing happening. Little does she know it's gone a little further than that. There's <laughs> little more than sniffing has, has gone down. Uh, but yes, uh, you know, Faye's, Faye's not upset by this. I mean, this isn't, this isn't the, you know, this is just a reassignment for her, really. Um, and she, I think she's actually kind of excited about it because now she doesn't have to keep up this professional uh, relationship with Don and kind of be faking it. Right. So she's actually a little bit delighted that this has happened. Um, she goes in to say goodbye to uh, to Peggers, and Peggers is all together sad. Don't I mean, call her Peggers. I'll call her what I want. <laughs> Peggers is all together a little a little sad because uh, she certainly uh, looks up to Doctor Faye and her ability to handle herself in the office in this boys' club. As a as an equal, not as a secretary. Now, do you think that uh, uh, Peggy will be a little disappointed when she finds out that Faye's been stupid, Don? Yes. Thank you, John. Don't don't expand on that. I want you to just leave that as a yes. Uh, so yeah, there's there's uh, Peggy asks if they can get a drink together sometime. She certainly did see her as a as almost a mentor. Um. Then we move on to Henry Francis coming home for dinner, John. This was sad. This was wonderful. Uh, Henry Francis comes home early or just comes home from the bar uh, to have dinner with the family. And um, uh, Betty, that's the one, (laughs) Betty Betty Monster uh, says, you know, I think it's time to move. Why does she think it's time to move, John? Because she wants to make sure that Sally isn't friends with Creepy Glenn. I think she says that uh, low-class people are taking over the neighborhood. Oh, that's right. Low-classers. Low cl- certainly not her. Yes, uh, low-caliber low people. And, uh, you know, <laughs> and uh, Bobby's excited because there's a playland where they might move. And this is a real thing. Yes, in Rye, New York. Yes. And, uh, of course, Henry has never been comfortable, I mean, sleeping in Don's house. So he's thrilled mm-hmm. at the prospect. But, uh, you know, now, now that Sally feels like she's got a, a, a closer friend that's being yeah. taken away, and, and she's upset, and, and as anybody would do, she runs for the boondoggle. <laughs> oh. It took me a minute, but I got it. I know. I, uh, the, the nice thing about boondoggles, and I have a couple here, <laughs> is that they collect your tears, John. Uh, boondoggles are, are a, good, a good tear collector. Well, they turn your tears into rainbows. Yeah, is it a magic thing? Uh, boondoggles? Yeah. Uh, it depends who you ask. 
you know, uh, mine are never magic. Uh, okay. Mine are usually, uh, you know, uh, times uh, uh, when things have gone bad. But uh, I'm getting a little boondoggled right now, I think. All right. Uh, Here next, we go. <laughs> next scene, we have uh, we have everybody in the conference room, John. Yeah, this is a this is an altogether heartless discussion. Let's let's fire half the company. Make sure they don't take any staplers. That does happen. Hey, people do it. <laughs> people do it, says Lane Price. Listen, he's just got his eyes on the prize, John. He's saving where he can. But we find out that Don's little uh, ad got some attention. It did. The American Cancer Association, John. And uh, Pete doesn't seem real thrilled about this. Well, it's kind of pro bono work. It's not, you know, it's not so much uh, gonna gonna be the savior. But Ken Cosgrove makes a, a good point that there are a lot of high-powered people on that board, and uh, it could certainly open some doors. And I think that's a little foreshadowing, if I'm not mistaken. All right. Got to end the season somehow. Exactly. I'm not a writer, uh, but we find out uh, in this in this little exchange after the meeting between. Uh, Pete, Rapey Pete, since we haven't said it yet this episode, and um, and Lane Price, that it turns out that Don has gone ahead and ponied up for uh, Pete's share of the uh, of the cash. Apparently, so Don, he had uh, fifty grand in the guest room, just sitting Don, around, just hanging out. Uh, Don paid one hundred and fifty thousand dollars to keep things rolling, and uh, and I mean, you you know what? Uh, I think a lot of people will agree. Uh, that Don owed him, straight up, because oh, yeah. of uh, a couple episodes ago where we literally just dumped a $4 million job. Because of Don. Because solely of Don and his past. So, uh, I mean, without a doubt, um, Don owed him. And it was, it was good to see, certainly. And they give a little acknowledgement of each other right as Don goes to uh, fire Danny. They do. They do indeed. And then... Uh, we just see a whole lot of fire and happen. A whole lot of tears, John. A lot of little, uh, lot of little buckets, a lot of little crates of stuff being carted out. It was a. Uh, there's was, no staplers in there. That's what I'm saying. We're checking me out the door. This is what I'm saying. I was surprised Lane was not standing on the out. <laughs> oh shenanigans! Oh, did did we miss that scene where she goes in, where uh, Peggy goes in and says, "I didn't think you were up for these kind of shenanigans." I feel like we missed we missed two things. We missed that. Uh, yeah. Because Don Don does sorry if we're out of sequential order everybody but Don does uh, ask ask Peggy what she thinks which I, he hadn't asked anyone else um, and uh, Peggy just said I you know I didn't think you were down for those kind of shenanigans kind of in a uh, a joking way because and, uh, because he had said that to her and one of the other things that we uh, we accidentally skipped was the fact that uh, Megan came in. And uh, told Don how how great she thought it was. Now Megan has not, in the least, made any kind of allusion or suggestion or anything to them doing the nasty uh, last episode. Right. Although she promised she wouldn't. Well, she just promised she wouldn't cry. Well, right. She promised she wouldn't act like the last secretary. Right. I just could we clone Blankenship? Is it too late? You miss her. I miss her, and there was no chance of anything happening between her and Don. Uh, I gotta say the, uh, I think the, um, what you had said before about the bigwigs, you know, the, the American Cancer Society. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you if you watched uh, or saw that uh, that little post on the Facebook, but um, uh, apparently one of the people that sits on the board of the American Cancer Society is Conrad Hilton. 
And who could come in and save your entire company? <laughs> Connie. Yes. Connie yes. Hilton. Although in pictures he does look like an Arab. <laughs> what? I thought that was that was one of the funnier lines of this entire series. Oh, that's right. Because he shows him. Remember when he goes to, he goes to the hotel and he shows him yeah. his Time Magazine picture. He's like, I think I look like an Arab. Yep. Yeah. Come on, that's hilarious. I think the actor kind of looks like John Waters a little bit, minus the creepy. He does kind of look like John Waters right? a little bit. You're right, like an older John Waters. That's what I, that's like all an I even, think of. Like an even older John yeah. Waters. Yeah. <laughs> hey, John. Great show. We're done. We're did you done. Catch, did you catch the, uh, the the song that it went out with? I didn't. What was it? It was Trust in Me. What, what does that mean? I just think that, you know, I mean, everybody's putting their trust in Don that this thing is not going to sink. I, I don't know if everybody is. Well, if they weren't, I mean, Pete would go work with Shaw, you know, like Roger would go home. Well, yeah, I guess. Well, Roger. Pete's in it now because Don paid his share, so. Pete's, I, I believe Pete's in it to win it. Like, he yeah. knows that he's, he's probably not going to go anywhere else and have as much, have as much say or control as he does here. I mean, even if he would take up Shaw's offer, he knows that it's a whole lot of, a whole lot of crap. Like, the only reason anyone is after him at this point is the fact that he has VIX. And they just want that business. And they're just going to placate him. I mean, he, he, he knows that he's earned, he's at least earned the, the position he has and the power he has here. And, you know, he, he wouldn't necessarily have that anywhere else. So, Paul. Yeah, John. Did you want to hit the button? Do I? Oh, well, do I? Hold on, which one is it? Is it P? Is it, is it the P? Or is it the 9? I'm dyslexic. Is it the P or the nine, Kate? Do you remember? It's the seven. It's a, you're right. <laughs> That's working it, good. It is. It is. That that sounds one, be, it's better than it's been. You oiled that one up. I did. Uh, Thank you. We uh, this this one question we asked last time. We got a lot of help. Oh my uh, god. Oh my god, John. <laughs> apparently, you and I are the last two people to know what a Chinese wall is. Uh, yes. I, I don't know why, why we didn't uh, use the Wikipedia like everyone else did. Or, or the logic, right? <laughs> okay, okay. Pure... No, actually, the way, Kate, we should give uh, credit, credit where credit's due to the rational thinking of Kate, uh, who came up with pretty much the correct answer. <laughs> um, Absolutely. But, but yes, I think we all know what the Chinese wall is now. But we got a lot of help from, from the Facebook and the emails. Angela, Jack, Anthony, Willie, George, James, thank you so much for the information. And I can now pass that on to... Now, just, just to recap, because I didn't read any of the emails just to, or the Facebook. Just to recap, it, 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 it is a noodle dish at a Chinese restaurant, right? Well, right, but that it's made to look like a wall. Gotcha. Okay. Right. Well, that makes sense now. <laughs> um, we, had a, we had a couple people, including Jack that wrote in about uh, Megan. Says, uh, you know, give her a break on the teeth. She's uh, a little bit better looking than that. And uh, points out her role in... The hot tub time machine? Uh, just uh, this was Jack that wrote in. Yeah. Uh, it, it, does he also go by Mister Skin? Mister <laughs> does Megan. Moving what? on. All that right. Was a, the one. That was a one percent. Oh, Moving geez. on. And I did notice that they really pulled the camera back from her face this episode. Um, uh, John, come on. They did. They did. Just because you look just like John Ham. Listen, as a guy that looks identical to Paul Giamatti, <laughs> back off, pal. Um, we, 
<laughs> uh, Willie writes in again last episode that um, you know it was really uh, it was really sad for Don and Pete being at that funeral. You know, because they were supposed to be there for business. Yeah. I was like, man, this is how we might end up oh, exactly. if we don't spend a little more time with the fam. Um, and that was it. So thank you very much for all of those definitions. Uh, we got a friend John in California. Uh, he he thinks that Roger's going to be on his way out too. Do, do you think Roger's going to leave? I I mean I hope not. I hope. Can I? Mm. All right. Is is there any sort of? I was just reading something on the interwebs today about okay. It. About this whole, people people are predicting that he is uh, Roger Stone is going to off himself. Oh my God, no! Oh, I think people were worried about that after the what was the last episode or two episodes ago after Joan turned him down. Yes, but I, I don't know that there's any credence to that at this point. I really don't think at this point I can handle that. Like literally, if if they would have Roger off himself, it would be so sad. I know, wouldn't it? What would we have left? Yeah. Too much. No. Uh, Matt, don't do it. And he also thinks that uh, that, that Glenn is not going to make the team. He'll get cut. He's already been cut. We or all know that. Or he'll quit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so thank you for that, John. Aisha, our friend in Portland, Oregon. Uh, she said Wait. she liked... like What? Is Portland still a state? No, Portland's a city. Oh, really? that's right. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is it's it Rhode in Island, this, is it's it in Rhode this, Island you always make fun of. Is it in this country? <laughs> no. Okay, this is this is Portland. Is you were just state? in this Seattle. Is, wait a minute. Which just con- like, just continue. I don't know. Just like continue. Kind of, it's kind of near the Chinese wall. Is it near? Is yeah. it near that Chinese? Wall? You can see the Chinese wall. <laughs> is it the noodle Chinese wall? Oh man. How how big are we talking here? Move on. Bigger yes. than a bread. Just go. I'm sorry. Ah, uh, but she, she you know she likes uh, Sally being more open to to, uh, to to Edna as well as to Betty. Uh, she likes Faye. Everybody seems to like Faye. Do you have any problems with Faye? I I effing love Faye. All right. Don't you? Well, I, some people have pointed out, and I kind of agree, that she seems to have uh, kind of tapered down in her strength. You know, she's completely seems to have fallen for the, the Don Wiles and, and maybe Disagree. isn't as much of a Disagree. Much of a, a, an equal anymore. D- Disagree, and I will give you the example that proves the point. Yes. La- last episode, when she just went off on him about the Chinese wall. If she was, you know, I mean, yes, she did give him at the end, but... Exactly, her, she her caved. Ini- yes, but her initial response was, F you, buddy. And she didn't stick to it. Well, she only gave him one. <laughs> and it didn't even work out. So and it, yeah, and it was a crappy one. It, I don't, it worked out better than the tobacco. Fair enough. Uh, she also, you know, she feels bad for poor Midge. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I do too. Yeah, I mean, it was just sad. After seeing her in the first season, she was she great. she was a lot of fun. She was fun. Yeah, she was fun. She looked great. And now she just, I mean. Just say no, folks. Just her- say no. Heroin is one of those things that is just really sad. It's a full-time job. As they say. Um, and she also, she's also hating on the Betty Monster. Uh, I, I don't think Betty made any friends this, this week. Or, or, or any time that she's been on screen. Or any time she's yeah, <laughs> been in view. Yes. Um, so thank you for that. we got a friend, Dan, Pennsylvania. Uh, new time listener, first time writer. Uh, thinks that our podcasts are like heroin. Oh. Uh, and asks if we want to buy a painting. Hey, I've, been, I've been told. <laughs> I've, I've been told this before, Dan. <laughs> and uh, and Dan's, Dan actually really makes a great point about the, the what we talked about earlier with Don's... Uh, the, the timbre and his voice changing as it goes from him writing to people reading mm-hmm. and the, the forcefulness that it comes across. Mm-hmm. And I got to say, cause I think the last time 
uh, Slattery, Roger, directed an episode. I don't think we liked it that much. Uh, it was a lot earlier in the season. Yeah, and, uh, but uh, I mean, I don't know. It's To me, it's not anything. Uh, the, the directing is... Like, it's I mean, the writing. Yeah, really. it's the mm-hmm. yeah, it's the story in these episodes that is so... Um, that is so sad. I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what to say. Um, <sighs> but, uh, but thank you for that, Dan. Uh, our friend Anthony uh, writes in and says that, you know, this is still a sticky situation because I, I, I'm going to guess they're not letting Megan go. So you got the, uh, you got the tryst, and now you have the more open girlfriend. And we'll see if there's any. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's, that's, that, that's the triangle. That's why they filmed him like that. Come on. Uh, and that uh, also feels that Glenn needs to cut back on the cigs because he really couldn't even run fifty yards. Yeah, he's already he's already kind of chubby. I'd say just keep smoking. <laughs> um, and so thank you very much for uh, for that, Anthony. We got our friend. Now this is the one you always make fun of. This is uh, the Rhode Island. Oh no, I love Rhode Island. I know where Rhode Island's at. All right, all I've right. Been to My... Rhode Island. What are you talking about? You've never been to Rhode Island. I've been to Rhode Island. We have been to Rhode Island. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, but she, she writes in and she says, uh, Maya writes that uh, what she has learned over the course of the season is that doctors are awesome. Dr. Edna is, uh, you know, seen uh, one of the few times that uh, her her selfishness will benefit Sally because Betty wants to keep seeing Dr. Edna. Uh, she loves Dr. Fay and feels like Don would be better with Dr. Fay if he would listen to his good angels and not the, the devils on the shoulders. And, uh, of course, here in the world, real world, Dr. John. You like reading the ones that talk about you. You never read the ones about me. You're right. No, I read them. I just keep them off the air. Right. Yeah. Uh, we, we got a friend, an email from our good friend Ken Campbell. Ken was too busy to give us three things, but was able to write in to tell us he was too busy to give us three things. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, he hadn't, he hadn't even watched the episode yet. Exactly, exactly. Uh, he says he, he might not watch it till Friday. So, uh, Ken, uh, we, we love the effort. And, uh, and 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 hope you enjoy the the podcast. Um, our good friend Alex in, in uh, Dallas writes in, uh, loves the show. Sally showing uh, some emotional improvement. Um, that uh, dancing someone else from his past kind of shows him how bad things could have gotten um, if he had gone down that road. I don't know. I think he would have made her better than gotten bad with her. You know? Yeah, I guess. Maybe. Um, and also, uh, also wants to give Megan a break, saying that the, the teeth aren't that bad. Um, Apparently, they they have completely turned uh, Doctor John off. Maybe they just need to make her lips bigger. <laughs> Ladies, if you'd like to meet Doctor John, please visit uh, visit your local dentist for a tooth cleaning. Um, uh, notice I said tooth. <laughs> one. I going. Go ahead. John. No, no. Uh, last one. Our friend Andre from Long Island. Uh, writes in that uh, just again loved the uh, the episode was shocked by the the midge appearance and and what has become of her um and uh you know that uh, betty monster going to a child psychiatrist just seems really appropriate um completely yeah and uh liked how uh, trudy smacked pete down uh, about the money thing uh, although andre is very anti your rapey uh, tag it seems hey. like that's falling out of favor, my friend. That's okay. You can get your own show. We're still people, saying Rape Pete. People are loving you, you the know. Campbell. You can, you can start your Pete Campbell program and see how that works out for you. <laughs> Ba-bam. But that, that was it. That was a great uh, mailbag. Thanks, everyone, for writing in. We got some more nice comments on the iTunes. Uh, we love those. The, the five stars are growing and growing. 
Please yeah. put more. The comments on iTunes are my absolute favorite, John. Are they yours? They're so nice. They really are. You're, you're too nice to. We're not. We're not that really that good. <laughs> uh, okay, we're gonna go real quick, everybody. Uh, if you if you haven't joined our Facebook page, it's uh, we have a fan page. It's the Mad Men Recap. Or I think it's just Mad Men Recap. Yeah, no the. Uh, no, no the. Um, if you if you haven't joined yet, I, I'm 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 really starting to wonder uh, what's wrong with you. Uh, my guess is you probably write uh, you know complaint uh, email or uh, uh, letters uh, in all caps to people. You're I, you're, you're crazy <laughs> is what I'm saying. You're, you're completely insane if you haven't joined yet. We have over 500 people. Most of them are amazing. I'm sure there's a few bad apples because there aren't everything, Kay. No, what? Are you I'm calling just, our I'm listeners kid, bad apples? I'm kid, I'm what is mostly, wrong with no, you? No, <laughs> I'm a member too, and I'm kind of the bad apple. Yo, uh, you are the bad apple. I am the bad apple. Uh, everyone, we we love your participation. Keep it coming. Keep it going. How'd the uh, tweets go? The tweets went pretty good. We didn't have as much participation, John, and I want to say why. It's this darn football season. We have a lot of sports fans out there in our uh, listening audience, and that's just fine. I'll keep doing it even if it's only to myself. But we did have some. We did have some amazing people um, join in with me this time, and it was, uh, it was as as always a buttload of fun. Um, we have a website, the Mad, uh, MadMenRecap.com, where we post all the shows and all the images and the whatnot and the hey hey. Uh, John, I would like to start one conversation with our listeners, though. I'd like to start it right now. Yes. If you haven't noticed and you didn't listen to the first part of the show, if you just skip over that part so you don't have to hear my nasally voice, I understand. But we are on the last the last episode now of the season coming up on this last show. And, John, I don't know what to do. As you mentioned, we still have a few more episodes to recap. But if anybody has any ideas for us on what to do in the 20-month uh, offseason, uh, please, please send it in to... Staff at MedMenRecap.com. That's our email. You can send us anything you're thinking right there, and John will read it and get back to you, and I might glance over it. Uh, Kate will not read it at all, just nope. so you know. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, let us know what you think. Uh, I don't know. If you want us to, to just stop talking, that's fine. If you want us to just recap the episodes we're missing, we'll do that. Or uh, maybe you want us to start recapping other shows. John, have you ever watched that show Rubicon? I haven't. <laughs> anyway i thought i'd just put that out there that sounds great i can't wait to hear a response john we're at a uh an hour 14 minutes this is a ridiculous so i'm gonna well, close everything up i blame you you said go slow did i oh boy all right okay uh so everybody next next week will be our big uh two hour uh last oh god uh, last, <laughs> last podcast of the uh of the season so Tune in with a bag of popcorn and maybe some tissues because it's going to get real sad. <laughs> or real happy. Or real happy for, uh, for some members of the podcast team, namely Kate. <laughs> All right, everybody. We'll talk to you later. Bye, John. Bye. Good night.
Hey folks, this is Dale Hu of the Happiness Patrol. Leela's had a cold for 40 episodes. Tara hasn't stopped swearing for 40 episodes. Lewis hasn't stopped singing for 40 episodes. I witter on and sometimes do robot dog impressions, and occasionally we mention Doctor Who. If that's your sort of bag, then listen to the Happiness Patrol. If not, we'll see you around. The Happiness Patrol, a weekly Doctor Who podcast brought to you every week by four great people. (laughs) 